Good evening, I'm Tom Robinson with KSOM, KS95 News. A mysterious illness affecting dogs has been confirmed in Iowa. Mike Martison, doctor of veterinary medicine at the Anita Vet Clinic, says the illness is a cough that does not go away and is not responding to conventional treatment. I mean, there's reports that these dogs will be coughing for weeks at a time. Um, in addition to that, they'll kind of have some discharge from their nose and their eyes, that watery eyes, kind of a watery nose a little bit. And then it progresses from there to them just acting lethargic, so not really wanting to do a hot lot, not wanting to eat, and eventually it kind of moves into them not wanting to breathe that well either, unfortunately. Dr. Martison says this is a contagious illness, but there are still a lot of unanswered questions. So unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about it. They're working to isolate it right now. So basically, they're taking dogs that are affected with it. They're taking samples, trying to isolate certain DNA strands so they could isolate maybe what type of virus it is. Or that Really, we don't even know necessarily if it's a virus. It's acting viral. Um, the way it's not responding to certain medication fits with viruses. But So that's kind of where we're starting. They're taking dogs that are affected with it, and they're taking uh, the tissues from the dogs. They're taking just collections from them and trying to find out what doesn't belong there, and from that, seeing what DNA particles they can isolate from it to figure out what it is. And he says if a dog owner sees signs of this unknown illness with their pet, the best bet is to get a hold of your veterinarian, get an appointment, then get them checked out. Yeah, so as always, your best bet is just get a hold of your veterinarian, get them in for an appointment, and get them checked out. Now, a lot of these dogs that do get it do recover fine. Fatalities are not common, thankfully, but, you know, prevention is awesome. Uh, stay home with them if you can. Try not to board. Try not to go any place where there's a bunch of unknown dogs with unknown histories around, and stay current on your shots. Those are the big okay. things, and if you start seeing signs or you have any questions or concerns, get them checked out. It's all very new, and, you know, you see the headlines, mystery illness, it's very scary, and I know there's owners around, they've had some scary experiences with their pets, um, but there's, there's still a lot we don't know right now. So I, I, just, I just hope people don't start panicking. It's just there's too much unknown for any of us to really give great opinions on. We're just be cautious, be careful, use common sense. Uh, most of the time, everything's going to be okay. New Hampshire researchers say the mysterious illness may have started from a bacterial infection which evolves into pneumonia or other health issues. Environmental Health Director Jotham Arbor continues to stress the importance of radon testing. Radon's a natural radioactive gas that can cause cancer. Arbor, appearing at the Cass County Board of Supervisors meeting on Tuesday, said they have recently done 49 radon tests in Cass County. That's kind of what we want to see happening because there are a lot of older homes that people are remodeling and they kind of forget about the fact that there are some things that they could do while they're remodeling, like the radon, to help mitigate those lung cancer risks. Arbor said in Cass County the average radon rate is around 10 and they wanted it too. Iowa just has a ton of radon everywhere. It's not uncommon to see that anywhere you go in Iowa. Actually, anywhere where the glaciers used to be, um, you know, when they came down through the, the Midwest, uh, when they receded, that's, that's kind of where you see the, the radon sitting. So it's an easy mitigation. Um, it's sometimes it's kind of an eyesore, but it's just a couple of pipes going into the ground with the fan that pulls it up there, and as it goes up, it breaks apart um, in the higher atmosphere. Arbor said it costs around $1,500 to install a radon mitigation system in your home. Radon tests are available at the public health office for $12. 
Last week, the Ottoman and Xyra EHK school boards approved a shared superintendent position. Trevor Miller shares his duties as superintendent of schools at Xyra EHK and ICAM Manning. If everything is agreed upon, Mr. Miller says he would resign from his position at ICAM Manning. My situation would be if this all works out, you know, getting a contract approved on that, that I would be the shared superintendent between Xyra Elkhorn, Kimmelton, and Audubon, which would allow ICAM Manning to either uh, find a sharing partner or they've also discussed it possibly the opportunities in the past of having their own superintendent because they are a little bigger. Um, and in the WIC conference, uh, currently Audubon and uh, I came in are the only two that have a shared superintendent. And Audubon's a little smaller than everybody else, so it's just an opportunity for them as well to decide uh, what they want to do moving forward. Miller says the next step is to decide what school district will hold the contract, whether it will be 50-50 or 60-40, what Mr. Miller's contract would look like. To see what that looks like, but both districts... Um, unanimously want to share with each other uh, the superintendent, which is a, a great step because, uh, you know, they're close together. They're about the same size. Audubon's a little bigger. But, you know, how you always make sure that the opportunities, uh, no matter where you're at the school, that everybody can have the same opportunities, regardless if you're in rural Iowa or urban Iowa so or su- suburbs. So it's just an opportunity that, you know, we're not. it's not a deal that anybody's looking to whole grade share or consolidate buildings. It's none of that. It's how do we know we're close and it makes sense to look at some resources? And we already share a couple activities. The move follows current Audubon School District Superintendent Eric Traeger's announcement that he is retiring after nearly four decades in education. Almost all served there. Mr. Traeger's last day on the job is June 30, 2024. Red Oak Police arrested 39-year-old Jody Michelle Van Houten on Thursday in the 1500 block of North 8th Street. Police say the arrest concluded an investigation of theft from the self-checkout lane at High V. Officers transported Van Houten to the Montgomery County Jail and held her in a $1,000 bond. Red Oak firefighters responded to a report of a stove fire at 105 West Prospect Street on Thursday afternoon. And when they arrived, the Red Oak Fire Chief John Bruce said flames were coming from the stove. The fire department used a fire extinguisher to douse the blaze. He says they ventilated the house to remove the smoke and fire crews cleared the fire damaged stove for the residents. There were no injuries. The damage was confined to the stove. Well, there's some confusion on what types of plastics are recyclable. Cass County Transfer Station Manager Brandy Miracle says plastic carries many terms. Pretty much everybody thinks that anything that contains any bit of plastic is recyclable, and that's just not true. Miracle says the next Trex plastic bag recycling program has taken off countywide. The program is rigorous on what types of plastics are recyclable. They are looking for plastic grocery bags and plastic wrapped around produce. However, anything crinkly should not be put in the plastic recycling bin. Something that we've been seeing a lot of is pet food bags that people have been putting in there, and that is not what they're looking for. It contains several layers, usually, of a plastic and fiber and paper, and so it's not a good um, pure plastic for them. Now, Miracle says the confusion is contaminating the plastic recycling bins. So something that started out to be such a great program, and they were doing it nationwide, and all, all it took was 500 pounds of plastic, which is a lot when you, when you get it all compacted down, and, and that would earn you a bench. And we could do that every few months. Now they've, they've really tightened those restrictions. They're requiring us to send in 1,000 pounds, to qualify for a bench, and you can only do it once a year. Miracle says plastics that stretch when pulled can be included. If it tears like paper, please do not put it in the bin. There are signs out here that kind of give guidance, 
okay. to to what types of plastic that we're looking for because I understand it is very confusing what is and is not recyclable as part of the program. But I do encourage them, just give me a call. You know, let me know, you know, what kind of stuff that you have in your trunk right now that you're heading out to recycle and I will help you you know, walk through what you can put in those bins and what needs to be just disposed of in your regular trash. Okay. I know everybody has the very best of intentions, but what they need to realize is when you're trying to put material in there that is not recyclable, and we either have to sort it out, so that's creating you know more manpower, or it gets sent in to be recycled and they reject it, then that comes back and that's you know an extra expense on us. The Cass County Transfer Station is part of the next Trex program. The plastics recycling program does not include frozen food bags, candy bar wrappers, chip bags, net or mesh produce bags, and pet food bags. Other non-recycling plastic items include degradable and combustible bags or film packaging, pre-washed salad bags, hot dog packaging, six-pack rings, PPE gloves, masks, or protective wear. Pool covers, lamination film, silage or hay bags, vinyl shower curtains or tablecloths, bedding or linen packaging, shiny, crinkly films like floral wrap and backyard ice rinks are not recyclable. Well, what started as a Thanksgiving meal for eight families became a community event. Misty and Kristen Holiday of Holiday Baking Company hosted the event at the Cass County Community Center on Thursday. Our family has always made dinner for a, a family in need. Uh, we went through the school and they were the liaison. They'd tell us how many and then we would make it and they would deliver it. Well, uh, two years ago, they needed eight families and we were like, oh man, that's a lot. And so then that's kind of where this all came about, the free community Thanksgiving. That way we could reach a lot more people and have a meal for everyone. That's Misty Holiday. She said one year ago, they served a free Thanksgiving meal to 350 people. And this year, the goal was around 400 to 450, including 175 delivered meals. Um, we have amazing community and donors through uh, a lot of businesses, a lot of individuals, my family alone. I mean, we just got so many donations. It was amazing. And Holiday says they will do this again next year and all the food is made from scratch. It feels so great. Um, I come from a humongous family. We, I'm one of 10 siblings and so big Thanksgivings were just what we did and this is just kind of opening up our family to more people. Holiday says around 70 volunteers are helping with the event. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.